Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, Key. Morning, Jay. What up, baby? Morning there, Max Kellerman and the fake Dolphin fan. Feels good to be a winner today, Key. Feels good to be in the playoffs. But that is an admission that you're a fan. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of Tua. Yeah, for sure. I didn't say Tua. I said Dolphins. Well, I can't be a fan of individual players, and I can't root for a team. So what, what, I will say, if there's a Keep town for the Saints, and how's that worked out? If so there's a say. town to pander to, nothing wrong with pandering to Miami. I mean, that's a good town to, 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 for them to like. I you. just don't understand why the anger's about from from Kishan. You know, it just feels like there's a lot of like he doesn't like to a tiny quarterback. Will you stop. You know, Former like, NFL executive and player Lewis Riddick is with us now. <laughs> Morning, Lewis. <laughs> hey, what's going on with you guys, man? You guys like having a separate conversation over there, Jay, Will, and Key. I mean, what's, what's yeah, going on with y'all? The, the, the problem, Lou, is is he is a fan, and you know how fans are. The moment that uh-huh. you don't say something Do that they want you to say, you become a hater, uh-huh. and he's falling into this uh-huh. trap of me being a hater because I question what type of team the uh-huh. Miami Dolphins would have at the beginning of the season after training camp. Right. And I wanted to know throughout the course of the season if what they were doing is portable. Can they go to cold weather and win? New England, a la San Francisco, could they go out there and win? Yeah. Buffalo, can they? And all of them, they failed, and Jay's mad at me, and they backdoor into the playoffs, and he wants to act like they have the number one seed. Lou, That's all. Whenever a guy has to talk that long, Lou, you know he's full of it, right? <laughs> you already know. Yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been checking y'all out this morning. Y'all, y'all, y'all having some fun. I like it, though. But although, although, Keith, although, look, I'm not a fan, but I am, well, let's just say I was someone who had a great deal of confidence in Miami. The things kind of fell off on that five-game stretch, man. I, I just don't know what's up with them, especially if Tua's not there. Yeah, no, they, if, Tua was in, if, Tua, if Tua was in the house, I think they would have a higher seed and they really mm-hmm. would have challenged Buffalo for the division. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I yep. do believe that. There's no question about it. Yep. Speaking of challenges, what the hell's wrong with the Packers, man? How surprised are you about the way their season went this year? You know, that's a great question, and I'll tell you what. I'm not surprised only because I think having just come back from doing that Raiders and Chiefs game and listening to Patrick Mahomes talk about how this offseason, given all the change he had at the, at the skill position, right? Nicole Harmon was the only guy who was a carryover in 22 from the 21 season, the only one, all him and Travis. But all those new wide receivers that he had to indoctrinate into that offense, how he got them early in the offseason, early, took them down to Texas, said this is how we run our offense, this is how we do things, this is how we're going to distribute the football. What I expect from you, this is what you can expect from me. See how fast they, they got. They came out of the gate flying, right? Juju looked like a guy who, who was like, had a career resurgence. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling looked like a guy who was like, hey, look, I'm more than a one trick pony. The way he did it versus the way Aaron and the Packers did it this offseason, where there was a lot of people defending Aaron, saying, oh man, you don't need the offseason. He's the greatest player. He's the two time MVP. He'll get them on the same page as soon as we get to camp. Don't worry about it. Everyone's making a big deal out of it. BS. They started off too slow. And he had young guys who had never played in the league. And Christian Watson was hurt. So they had to take – it took them three-quarters of the season to get on track. And then they were kind of like ice skating uphill, right? They're climbing out of a hole, climbing out of a hole. And then come yesterday, they play a team that right now, you're going to be hearing from the Detroit Lions. 
You're going to be hearing from the Detroit Lions going into next year. This is a team where I'm not big on momentum carrying from one year to the next, but with this team and the way they play and the, and the identity with which they play with and the way they're being built, which is inside out, these offensive and defensive lines are going to be hell, man. They're going to be hell for the rest of the league and for the North in particular in the NFC. You are going to hear from this team, and that's why I think what you saw yesterday from Green Bay is something that I think is going to have a trickle-down effect in the 23 and how things look in this division overall. So, look, I'm not shocked to get back to your original question because of how they handled themselves in the offseason, starting with the quarterback not being around and having all these questions about you know whether or not he's going to play or not. And the last thing I'll say is this. After talking to Devontae Adams, and look, Devontae did not say that he didn't, that he changed teams because of Aaron. But for sure, looking at this, looking in this man's face and looking at his eyes, he had said, "You know what? But I need more certainty than this." And my home, my team that I rooted for as a kid wants me to come out there. So there was a lot of things centering around number twelve, and not in a good way. Mm. Lou, from a from a GM perspective, hearing his comments post game, how do you deal with this kind of lack of clarity about whether? He's going to play, whether he's not going to play any time. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as you dealt with last year. How do you deal mm-hmm. with this from a front office perspective? You know, I've always said, and I said this before he got, you know, before he got his money, I've always said, you know, the great players, the special players, the one-on-one types, like you always want to give them more rope. You always want to give them more, more runway because they've earned it. They've earned it. So you allow them – you know, certain things that you wouldn't allow other players who maybe play different positions and or don't have the resume that he has. But at some point in time, you know, it's kind of like the stock market. The thing that can unsettle you in the NFL more so than anything is uncertainty, especially uncertainty at that position, because it's just not about your decision, you know, and what you want to do. It has a trickle-down effect on every other thing that you're trying to do from a team-building perspective. Just like uncertainty in the stock market means stuff goes down, you lose money when people don't know what's going on. And see, that that's – with him, like, to have this talk constantly, like, as soon as the damn game is over, we're already having discussions about, well, I'm going to get away, I'm going to take some time, I'm going to see how I feel. Uh, i got to see how I feel, you know, once I get away and I refresh, i got to see how I feel. It's just like, give me a break with that. Please give me a break. Like, you don't hear that in the offseason from Patrick Mahomes. You don't hear that from Josh Allen. You don't hear that from Joe Burrow. And these are the teams, like those three right there, I picked those three in particular, everyone talks about, and everyone's going to be talking about in the end when we're talking about Super Bowl champions, and it's not a coincidence. It's just not a coincidence. Players don't like that kind of crap, man. The other 53 guys, 52 guys on the roster are just like, I mean, like every, like really, like this is what we're doing every year now. It may not directly affect whether or not you get an outside jam as a corner and affect your job because you're sitting there going, remember that time Aaron said he wasn't quite sure? It's not like it happens like that, but it is a, like a mental drain. Just like, can we just get on to something else or can this guy get on to something else so we don't have to always hear this all the time? Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL analyst, joined us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, Sweet Lou, so what are we going to be hearing if Dallas goes to Tampa next Monday night and drops an L? What are we going to be hearing in the offseason about the Cowboys? <laughs> you'll be hearing a lot of Stephen A. That's what you're going to be hearing. You'll be hearing a lot of him just crushing this football. And you know what? In, on a serious note, what you will hear 
is about that fine line. And Keisha, look, man, you know this better this better than anyone. You hear about the fine line, or rather you should be, the discussion should be centered around that fine line between winning and losing the NFL as it relates to your ability to consistently mentally lock in and play to, you know, reasonably close to your potential, right? So yesterday in Washington, what the hell is the reason for coming out and laying an egg like that? Is it because you all of a sudden, you know, as a punter, you can't catch the ball? You can't just handle the punt snap to you? I mean, is it because you can't field the, field the punt, you know, as a punt returner and you want to give the team good field? For the, I mean, that, that, is a, that is a mental thing. That's a focus thing. And, and it's one of those things that you can't always put a finger on consistently from one week to the next as to why that stuff happens. Naturally, people point to the head coach, but coaches don't coach that kind of dumb BS. They're not coaching that. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're stressing the fundamentals. I mean, Mike McCarthy, as much as people bang on him, and I get it, man, because he's the head coach, he's not coaching stupid play like that. He's not coaching Dak hanging balls out there outside the numbers, waiting for Kendall Fuller to return it for a pick six. I mean, when he drops one, he goes, here, I'll give you another shot. Here, take this one back. He's not coaching that kind of stuff. But that's what you're going to hear. Like, what is it with this football team? Why is this football team mentally, why don't they have no resilience? Why, why can they not summon up their best play at the most important time? Like, we don't care what you do, in the, do during the regular season. We don't care what you do versus – you know, teams that aren't as good as you, although when they were playing the Houston Texans, they damn near lose that game because, again, they can't lock in all the time. It's not a talent issue with Dallas. It's not a height, weight, speed issue with Dallas. It's, not, it's nothing like that. It's a mental resilience issue, and those are the things that are so intense that you can't really put a finger on that drive you nuts. That's why they're constantly in the conversation because the disparity between what they have from a physical perspective and what they have from a mental perspective in terms of being able to unlock all that potential is so big that that's why I don't know how they're going to play this week. And for three quarters of the season, we've been killing Tampa. Like, this team ain't good enough. But I wouldn't be shocked if they win this game, that being Tampa. Not at all. Lou, before we let you go, we got about a minute left. I wanted to ask you about the mm-hmm. Lovey Smith situation, uh, him being fired, oh, two black coaches, man. two years. Uh, yeah. I mean, how many times are, are we going to see a black coach, you know, go to be used to fulfill the Rooney rule and then get stuck in an absolutely unattainable situation? Jay, well, I heard you say earlier today, like, you know, what, what makes you mad is that we're going to say this, we're going to address it, and then we're just going to move on because there's a lot of other good news happening in the NFL. And I'm afraid, unfortunately, that when it comes to the Houston Texans, People just don't even really care. They don't even care the fact that they're running the organization the way they are and the fact that Dave Cully and now Lovey are getting ousted after one year. People don't really care because people don't feel as though that organization is relevant any damn way. And so this kind of gets brushed under the rug in a way, at a time and in a way that really is it, it's, it's disrespectful because we know that it's an issue, but at the same time we beat this, this situation, or rather this issue, up you know one side of a wall and down the other. And what, and what it comes down to is this. Owners have the right to do whatever the hell they want, and they can hire and fire whoever they want. And when you're talking about the Texans, you know they're going to do whatever they want. And a lot of times it's going to make us all roll our eyes and go, man, you know what, this place conducts itself in such an incompetent way that it, 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 it just almost is just, it's just draining and fatiguing. But, yeah, I mean, of course I feel bad for Lovey. I'm glad Lovey won, won that game yesterday. I, I really am, especially if he knew that this was what was coming. I'm glad he did it. And I'm also glad he did it because, you know what, back during the preseason, 
when we were doing the Seahawks-Bears game and the Bears fans were talking all that BS about the fact that they, as long as the Detroit Lions and Houston Texans are in the league, we know we'll at least be the third worst team. But when I said that they may be the worst team in the NFL, look at you now. I'll see y'all in Kansas City when you're picking first overall. Mm. When you were talking best to me and Dan Orlovsky on TV. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. a whole other issue. Okay. I have an extra you got grind with receipts, them. Lou? Okay, Lou. Yeah, hey, bro. Keisha, I kept them all, man. I kept them all in a big folder, man. I'm going to pull them all out, too. <laughs> Louis Riddick, ladies and gentlemen. Always great hearing from you, Lou. All right, Lou. All right. I'll see you guys. All right. So, and by the way, Damn just I want to mention one thing real quick. Jay, when we talk about Rooney Rule and hiring minority coaches, black coaches, for people who would roll their eyes and be like, oh, you know, I just want to mention something. I'm talking to white people. People who, who, who benefit from the status quo, it feels like, it feels like, oh, come on, get off it. That's because you're part of the group that benefits from the status quo. But consider oh, what's God. actually happening in the NFL nowadays at the coaching position it's it's outrageous and years from now people will look back and say how did people allow that to happen anyway oh god max what's that yeah right exactly exactly oh can we just talk about football um what's up with the schedule could a super bowl coach walk away a year after winning the title Keyshawn j willimax espn radio for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call click granger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Belichick's a great coach, of course, but like you wouldn't look at the Patriots and go, really, that's a really well-coached team. My only point this whole time has been the undisputed goat part. The undisputed part is now in question. The quarterback that he has right now isn't the guy for him to move forward. Mac Jones is not the answer for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. If Sean McVay takes a year off, if you're Robert Kraft, are you not realistically looking at that option? Yeah, I'm talking about undisputed here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max champ, right? Like, so for example, Belichick might be the greatest coach of all time. He might be. He has a claim, but you can't, he can't say it's an undisputed claim. For example, Jay, you like the fight game. Mm-hmm. Well, Terrence you Crawford, think I don't like the fight game. Because you say it. <laughs> Terrence Crawford <laughs> might be the best welterweight in the world, right? He's a, he's a, has got yeah. a belt, and he might be. he got a hell of a case. Same thing with Errol Spence. Might be. But no one's undisputed. Bill Belichick might, by the way, might be, maybe he has the best argument even for the greatest coach of all time. But, man, when you win one playoff game in nine years without the greatest player ever and the whole thing was built on the greatest player ah, ever. man. You can't, you can't say he's you undisputed. You saying one game in nine years, stop. One playoff win in nine years without Tom Brady. These are oh, facts. Oh, God, stop. He was in Cleveland. And, and in New England, by the way. Yeah, but he, New England, two years. Okay, nope. relax. Three. But, but so and then one when Brady three. got hurt. No so playoffs. I just want to make sure, are we arguing that he's not 
if one of the greatest to ever do it. I just literally no, I said that. No, but Max, Max is just saying problem. that he's not undisputed now. Right, no, I'm Max. literally saying he might even have the best argument, but it's not It's not like you can't because he's in a class by himself. Max is undisputed title yeah. of yeah. Bill Belichick from four years ago. That's right. When Bill Belichick was the undisputed best coach, they were going to change the name to Bill Belichick Trophy, all that. Yes. Max wants it back now yep. because he hasn't been able to advance beyond Tom Brady. That's what he feels. Yes. Yeah. The guy sitting next just, to you. Yes, I just he, I, I, he paraphrased I would, me perfectly. I always go back to this argument because in basketball we look at Phil Jackson as the greatest coach, and I, I you can use the same argument that's applicable. Yeah, he's not when the Phil, goat. He, he's not the undisputed goat, Phil Jackson. He's one of the one of the guys you talk about. That's what I think. <laughs> I think he's <laughs> an Max, I mean, Phil Jackson's the undisputed over Red Auerbach like, over everybody. I wasn't yes. around to see Red Auerbach, man. I don't know about them yes. days. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, I didn't um, watch him coach. Want to hear Bill Belichick from the press conference? Sure. Yeah, I wish he said this is on, That's what I want him to do. On whether there'll be uh, changes to the offensive coaching staff. Oh, no. We'll evaluate everything that we've done um, from me on down to everybody else and evaluate things and make improvements where we feel like we can. Again, there were a lot of positive things over the course of the year in all areas um, that we can build on, but in the end it wasn't what we want it to be or need it to be. So that'll all be we'll, – we'll look at everything. Well, he said a lot there as usual, right? <laughs> he gave you nothing. Wait. Well, what he's saying is he's he going to look at everything. He gave you something. Yeah, but he said we're going to look at everything. Look, if you miss yes, the playoffs I'm gonna again. I'm going to evaluate myself. Right. I'm going to make some changes without telling you what the changes are. Yeah. I'm also going to evaluate the rest of the staff and my players. I'm going to make some changes there without telling you exactly what What else would he say, though? That's it. The the question with Bill O'Brien out there, do you bring back, like, Matt Patricia? Like, these guys, is your staff going to change? I don't know that Bill O'Brien – I think Bill O'Brien is – I think Bill O'Brien likes his position and where he's at. Okay. At Alabama. Read between the lines, everybody. that a little bit more probably than – the NFL grind, so to speak, as a coordinator. Man, I look, Belichick is coming back. He said he's coming back. There mm-hmm. might be some chill. He's going to evaluate everything, of course. Uh, I would hate to think, and but I, when I say hate, I mean love to think, that a tenth year ends without Brady, without a playoff win for Belichick. Because if you think I'm insufferable now, Key, oh, you're going to have to take like a bottle root- of Advil and Tylenol. You're going to have to bring it why, all. Why are you personally a, rooting against him? What are you filthy. talking about? Why? I'm a Giants fan. He's, a, he's in New England. I One's root against the, everything in New England. One's in the NFC, the other's in the AFC. It doing? doesn't you matter. You learned by now, me. Jay. Max is disgusting. Yes, I'm a hate-based life form and when it comes just, to when it comes filthy, to rooting for teams. He's a germ spreader, yes. and all he wants to do yes. is create hostility with Bill Belichick and have Bill yeah. fire Bill going fi- Bill going fire some stuff off of one of the press conferences at you. It's about leave him alone. If I'm lucky enough, yeah. But leave can, him alone. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying he might have the best argument okay. to be the goat. Of any coach who ever lived, but I'm downing him somehow for stating the obvious. You're couching it. I'm just stating the obvious, man. There are lots of coaches who won with multiple you're quarterbacks. It, but you're also different rooting places. for him not to make the playoffs next year. So you can't, oh, you can't on one hand be like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, saying you you're know in a conversation what? and you're rooting for him to Because lose. it would make the argument, because I'm rooting for the interesting outcome. Now, if he but wins. See, but, but, but the thing is, I, I assumed stuff, he would win more than this. I was always arguing it's him more than Brady. Is, all this sort of stuff is hot garbage, though. Well, because if Belichick would have picked up and went to uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. 
and replaced Andy Reid two years ago and, or when, whenever uh, Brady left and he would have gone to Kansas City and won the Super Bowl, then what? Oh, but Keith, well, that's to me that would have been big because wait, I'll tell you why. I, I, I don't want to go into a hypothetical scenario that's not no, there. But, Keith, but, I, no, no, I, I do. I do. Wait, that's significant, Jay. About this Max actual is down team him, though, Jay, because Brady but left and Belichick, won the Super Bowl. Well, but, but wait a minute. I, I, it's significant because – my whole thing was I always assumed a coach of Belichick's stature and excellence was worth even more than a quarterback. That he was putting every he could win he could do it, right? But what I've learned is, in fact, in this NFL, the quarterback, the best quarterback might be more important even than the coach. So that leads to my next question and my statement about it is Mac Jones does not look like the guy long term to right. me. So if you're Bill Belichick in this upcoming draft, do you trade up to get a top tier quarterback? Key? I don't know that you trade up to go get another young quarterback. Young court, I don't think he, if anything, he's going to look at a veteran that could be available other than a young quarterback, like a Derek Carr or whatever, or somebody like that. He could, I'm sure he could look at a veteran quarterback that could be on the loose. You know what? You, when you say, hey, what am I rooting for, Jay? It would also be, I say, well, I'm rooting it to be more interesting. But actually, if the more interesting outcome might be something like that, can he take a veteran quarterback and now with competent quarterback play? Make a playoff run? That would be super interesting. But he got to fix the rest of their roster, too, though. It ain't just the quarterbacks. He's the GM. He got some other stuff that they got to certainly address. Does TCU have a real shot against Georgia tonight? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Kirk Morrison, ESPN college football analyst, ESPN 710. He and I both worked at 710, great station for years. L.A. Rams analyst, pregame halftime and postgame analyst for the national championship on ESPN Radio tonight at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Morning, Kirk. What what are you expecting tonight? <laughs> Morning, Max. What's going on, brother? Uh, it's a David Goliath matchup. That's what I'm expecting. Obviously, we expected Georgia to be in this position right before the season started. No one had TCU. No one even had TCU, like Coach Sonny Dyke said right there in the beginning. No one even had them winning their own conference, let alone 
uh, being in the national championship game. But I tell you this, being around the uh, team hotel yesterday in downtown Los Angeles, they are they are confident. You know, especially after taking down Michigan, they feel that they are they belong now. They feel like they've proven to people that they belong in this national championship game. But it's a big difference when you're going up against the big dog and the, the SEC champion Georgia. Kirk, as you break down this game and you watch film and you start looking at different things, yeah, are they overmatched? Whew. I think that they're probably overmatched uh, up front in terms of like the D line, offensive line. That may be the only thing. But when you talk about skill position guys, key, I really believe TCU can compete with what Georgia has. Now, look, this is a different Georgia team than compared to what they were last year. Last year it was fifteen. You know, draft picks, NFL draft picks. So this is a totally different team that we saw go up against Alabama a year ago. But when you look at some guys on TCU, obviously Quentin Johnson is going to be the guy who's kind of the mainstay. He's going to be the guy that I think has to get going for TCU. If he's able to go out, then it's going to help out some of the other players because anybody outside of Quentin Johnson making plays tonight is going to help out TCU. And this is where I talk about those skill position players can put some stress on those defenders for Georgia because this is a different Georgia defense than we've seen from a year ago. Kirk Morrison, ESPN College Football Analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kirk, I, I know Georgia's defense may right. get all the headlines, but the offense has also been you know, pretty efficient. Uh, take me into that offense and what Stetson Bennett actually brings to the table tonight. I think we we got to put some respect on Stetson Bennett's name. I mean, obviously he's look the, the Heisman finalist, but he can be in some rarefied air tonight, fellas. Being a two-time national champion starting quarterback, you know, we haven't seen that in a, a extremely long time. And I think that he's been he's been a pilot. Okay, he's been guiding the plane. He's not just a bus driver, right? Just dropping guys off. No, he's 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 going to be the pilot tonight. And the offense to me has been great under his leadership because. They always have a three-headed monster, two or three guys who are running the football. The return of A.D. Mitchell last week or in the game uh, previous for them in the Peach Bowl, you can see the offense looks a little bit different, but they got the best tight ends in the country. The offense is a little more well-rounded. It today, Tonight it's all about how do they go out and in- employ their offense against that 3-3-5 defense for Joe Gillespie and the TCU Horn Frogs. That is going to be to me, the big, big plan for whatever they want to get done, they're going to have to get the tight ends involved for sure tonight. Kirk Morrison, ESPN college football analyst, also covers ESPN 710 LA Rams analyst. And I want to switch over real quick while I got you to yeah. talk about the Rams. Sean McVay reports out there that he want, he may step down, take a breather, take a look at possibly going into television and just relaxing for a couple of years before he gets back into coaching. What's your thoughts on – that happening and do you think it's going to happen given the fact that he's a number one broadcast guy and they're on a number one seat available right now yeah Kia, i'm still kind of scratching my head a little bit because i think you've been around coaches jay matt we've all been around coaches and the one thing about them they love coaching that's just who they are that's their fabric that's who they're made of unless you're kind of tired of it after a while right i look at sean payton formerly of the uh New Orleans Saints, still technically uh, with the New Orleans Saints, but he needed a year off. He needed time off. We can go to Dick Vermeil, other coaches around the league. We've had Herm Edwards, our colleague. There's guys who coach, coach, and then they need a time for a little break. In the last six years for Sean McVay, he's 
ascended at his position. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's been a coach of the year. He's won a Super Bowl. But in that time, you know, he's gotten married over the last year. Remember, he lost his grandfather, one of the architects of the San Francisco 49ers of the 80s, right? He's had so much other things that have happened in his life in this past year that to me, honestly, I think he just needs some time away from football just to relax, take a deep breath and realize what he's accomplished, but more so get those competitive juices flowing. I mean, this is a year in which uh, I was asked yesterday, how do you describe the Rams season of 2022? And I said, adversity. This is the first time adversity has hit Sean McVay and these Rams. So I think he needs just a little bit of time, take a deep breath, get rejuvenated, and then get back to the post because coaches like the coach. You just don't leave a coaching job and say, I want to go to TV. It, it, it don't, to me, I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Kirk Morrison, ESPN College football analyst. Kirk, thanks for your time. We talk soon. <laughs> Always a pleasure, fellas. Thanks, Kirk. All right, Cap. Today's national championship will be the hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seat Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. So, I don't know. It'd be, I, think it's, I think if this is a game, it's an upset. That's the upset. This is a competitive game. It's an upset, meaning the national title game tonight. Mm-hmm. It does not feel like there's a lot of juice about, you know, in terms of it being competitive because Georgia is such the, the prohibitive favorite. Um, you know, let's sneak in a call. Jason in Connecticut, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Hey, guys. Great show as always. Listen, I'm a long-suffering uh, Dolphin fan. And uh, all things considered, the goal of the season was the playoffs, you know, and it's accomplished. Um, big Tua fan, uh, you know, next year all the key players, if they're healthy, we're going to make a role for it next year. My question is this. If Tua suits up after what Buffalo just went through last week, could what is that defensive mindset going to be like with them dealing with Tua? I, Jason, I'll be frank. I don't think there's any way Tua could suit up. I, I don't know why you would want to jeopardize your starting quarterback's health if he suffered multiple concussions, I, I, even if he wanted to come back, I would not allow Tua to come back and play in this playoff. Particularly with the health scare no that the NFL just went through. Can't and be. I know it's different because it was an acute shot to the chest, right? But DeMar Hamlin, the whole nation has been through a thing just now, and it had a so far a happy ending, like the best you could have asked for so far. And, and, and yet, Tua, when he was clearly concussed the first, I mean, he had a neurological event, they put him out four days later, right? And, and, and it happened again, and it was horrifying at the time. I think enough has happened, you would think, that people will be chastened to the point where you wouldn't take a risk, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Hopefully, that's the case at least. Uh, did your team make the playoffs? Mine did. <laughs> How are you feeling about their chances? Who Jay's was, did. Who was your team, Keith? I did. Who was your team? Yeah, who's your team that made the playoffs? The National Football League. Oh, God. Mine did the right, New York Football Giants. And several of James, uh, Jays did. Right? Good. How many of your teams have made the playoffs? Who are my teams? Whoever hey, you Jay. made money on. You tell me all the time. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jerry in New York. I think Aaron Rodgers is really a terrible teammate. Reminds me of a guy bad-mouthing another receiver on his team because he felt like he wasn't getting enough passes. You know what I'm talking Yeah, about? I wasn't getting enough passes. What the hell you mean? They drafted me to give me the passes. They didn't draft me to yeah. stand around. Key, that Wayne Corbett was something else. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Who will raise the trophy? Find out tonight. The College Football National Playoff, oh, sorry, College Football Playoff National Championship presented by AT&T. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN together, app. Man, they, they, all they want to do is try to start trouble. I love when We're presented by Progressive I Insurance. It personal. I love when it gets personal. They're going to really- put the rejoin together about a guy catching balls. Well, they didn't draft me to be a damn cardboard cutout. I mean, how do you know he was talking about you? Because he was talking. First of all, okay, so here we go. We're going to waste two minutes here. He's fr- he was from New York. Okay, let's start there. Then he talked about a receiver talking about getting the football thrown to him because another receiver was getting it. That's New York trash that makes the people in New York think that that's what was going on and that wasn't what was going on. So, yeah, that, that's why, Jay. That's how I knew he was talking about me. Okay, all right, yeah. So now we covered that. By the way, I've got to say yeah, something about Max. Because Max we came was one in, of those guys. We came in with the national title game stuff. I've got to say something about it. On the one hand, like, there's a little bit flat in terms of the juice because Georgia's a prohibitive favorite. On the other hand, when you have these kind of Cinderella stories and major upsets, you, this is the setup, right? Like, like, imagine if we get something special tonight in the national title game. That's where my mind is going right now heading into, heading into the night. Uh, at any rate, Jay, we have some... Uh, we have some Breaking sound news. that we'd like to play you. Okay. From you earlier in this season, I'm just told just now, the producers oh. have given you a classic setup here. Oh. What? Uh-oh. Yeah, Jay, real quick. I know you're enjoying the Dolphins win, but you're supposed to be a Giant fan, and you're kind of fraudulent, man. Like, oh, fraudulent. By the way, you're a fraud. By the way, Ooh. you're a fraud. Ooh. Well, let's hear it. I do believe that the Giants are done, and I think – all season long, they've been punching above their weight class, right? They've been living above expectations, which has been great. This season has been a success. Playing the Eagles twice, the Commanders twice, the Vikings. Like, I just don't see them making a run at it. I stand by it. I did not see them making a run. Am I wrong about the season being a success, though? No, I, once they like, won I seven have, games, I, I thought it was a success. I low expectations for the Giants. Yep, yep. I really – it was a two-man show. Yep, man, I've I had low here, expectations yeah. for them. I just work here. I don't know anything. Well, you know, except on the defensive end, they have studs. That's well, the Wink. thing. It's fun. Huh? Well, Mark Wheaton, though, yeah, what they were able to do, yeah. They Fraud. Hmm. Yeah, you, oh, you called me a By fraud. The way, okay, you're a fraud. that really hurts my feelings. By the way, you're a fraud. Nuno. Nuno really had Nuno it really can't do it. I felt personal, Nuno. It does. It felt it was personal. personal. Nuno, you're a Giants fan, right? That is correct. It's Nuno, so you expected the Giants to make the playoffs this year? Once they started with seven wins, yes. Expectations changed. Once they started. Yeah, all right, the Whatever. caveat. Okay, yeah. Nuno. Well, here's what's sure. crazy now as a Giants fan. Now you want to win that game against the yeah. Vikings because that's a winnable game. But also, for now, I'm not sure. Like, I just want to stay neutral because I want them to win. I don't want yeah, to Yeah, yeah, don't jinx anything. That's, I'm that's not good. saying anything. In fact, don't, let's not even talk about that because that's already, you know, football gods will get very angry, Jay. Let's just calm down. 
I always think that you could sacrifice something as a, to, to the to the to the sports gods. In other words, like as a as a Giants fan, hey, would I be willing to sacrifice the Yankees not making the playoffs for the Giants to win the Super Bowl? See what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like you can't sacrifice you can't, the Knicks yeah. because people are like, yeah, no kid. The, the sports gods would be like, that's not a sacrifice. They're not going to win anyway. You got to sacrifice something that means something. With you know what I mean? I will say that Nuno and company has spent a lot of time trying to dig to find something that I found wrong, and if that's what they found, mm-hmm. like, that's not a bad thing to be wrong about. Is that true, they spent, Nuno? They spent to- a lot of time, Jay. No, that was about thirty seconds. Just looked up. I was uh, trying. Thirty seconds I is was a long trying, time. I was TV, trying to find. Time. I was trying to find the the Tua thing, right? Like mm-hmm. that you said. I can't believe you said Tua was better than Jalen Hurts. But so I was trying to find that to, to, uh, yeah, so we could, never did. That. That's you, what I mean. You did I, I was, say that. It's okay, Jay. Yeah, Key, stop lying I'm to the people. No, Jay never said Tua was better than Hurts. He never did. In fact, I remember thinking, "Oh, what? look at that, Jay likes Max, Hurts more I than Tua." I didn't ask you. Okay. It's all good as long as I'm supporting. Max just be anything to say something, man. That's Max. Uh, it's true. Jay sat there and said he would take Hertz over to no, him. Yeah, yeah, later on, after no, we realized that Hertz was no, going to be an MVP. Nah. No, oh, no, no, that's not true. No, you're such a no, liar. No, it is. I remember you know, it well. Hey, like Key, you know Key I back you up when you're right. I'm backing Jay up. He's right about this. I'm you not know asking to be backed up. I know he's lying. You know what's sick, Key? Max yeah. so slick because he agreed with Jay when we had the conversation, but that's for another day, man. No, no, actually, no, I might have. I no, might have. Yes, you did, No, no, no. You know what the conversation was? And one of the things you said that Jay Hurt was, couldn't throw over the Two was over the accuracy. Two was accuracy. Yeah, and Jay Mike was slightly better than Jalen Hurts. That was a conversation. It wasn't about whether he was better uh, Matter of fact, I was more on the fence about Tua versus Hurts than Jay was. I was the one who was on the fence about it. Well, this isn't about Tua. Tua's done a tremendous job when he's been in there for the Dolphins. The Dolphins should be extremely happy that they're going to go to it's Buffalo and, a memory and get like an smashed on like Sunday. Chris in Virginia, you're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. What did you say? Uh, yeah, I was calling with the uh, concussion issue with Tua. I wonder why I didn't talk about with Kenny Pickett, who suffered one play in Tampa Bay, and a week later got another concussion is just because they were uh, less evident. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't see the, the Kenny Pickett one. Derek, you're on with Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. <laughs> we just glossed over it. Just keep going. Next caller. <laughs> no, I said I didn't see it. I no, I, no it. it's a valid point, though. I mean, we're saying one. You know, was, uh, I didn't Derek, know where to go with that. Derek, situation, man. How do y'all feel? How do you guys feel that if they put his name out there? Because you know. For the defense to be even thinking that, yeah, it's going to be Thompson, but what about if Tua might play? I know you guys. I know. Hear me out. I know. I hear you. Uh, You know, Tua might not play. He's not going to play, really. But let's just see. We don't know, right? He He shouldn't play. Why should he play? Yeah, I mean, they got very bold with his health early in the season. It wasn't a good idea. And, you know, that. so I suppose it's possible that they do that again, although I would think it's an especially bad idea. Daryl in New York, shoot. Daryl, taking too long. Mark in Ohio, here's the last call of the show, guys. Take it, Mark. You got 30 seconds. Let's go, fans. Let's go, fans. Is this me? That's you. <laughs> okay, well, this is Marcus from North Carolina. I'm glad I got that North right. Carolina. Stand First, up, uh, North Carolina. I just wanted to. <laughs> Uh, you guys are amazing. Um, you guys have me rolling yes. all day, I, every day. I am very amazing. Um, I, there's a million things I wanted to say, but I'm just going to just stick to what I was going to say. First off, Rams coach wants to take off because his team sucks. 
must be nice to just go ahead and leave and then come back and coach whenever you want to. There's sort of a, <clears throat> a privilege thing going on right there. Second, Keyshawn, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love the fact that you, you know, a couple shows ago, weeks ago, you wanted to give Jimmy G his flowers for doing well. It's a lot of Jimmy G haters out seconds. there. I've been a 49er I've been a Niner fan my whole life, a New York Giant fan for half my life. Um, when it comes to Tua and the what? Dolphins, oh my gosh, I've never seen I've never seen a, a quarterback play in the cold before. Oh my gosh. So Mark so from Ohio, that's all the time we have, or from North Carolina, wherever you are, but I, in, in, in terms of us being amazing, that was a great point. You are showing your true colors. You enjoy the game tonight. Bully. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.